0: Hello, and welcome to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss mystical works of literature and how they relate to recovery. We hope you enjoy today's podcast episode. Let's take a moment and get centered, just uh, create some emptiness so we can maybe hear something outside of ourselves or deep within ourselves today. Let's take a moment of silence rope it in okay okay today we're going oh I'd like to welcome kate and marla and craig and detory is that right detory that's right okay thank you sir and melissa good to have you guys today we're going to be doing something a little different today we're going to have a topic meeting which we normally do not have, normally we follow a chapter of the Tao Te Ching, like uh, I think last time was 27, so we'll be up to chapter 28 probably next week, but today we're going to talk about a concept, well really is a lot bigger than Taoism, which is uh, Wu Wei, which is effortless effort, is, uh, is what that's uh, called, we were, that's how you, Spell it W D W U W E I, and we had a discussion last week. Marla's looking for a job. Are you still looking for a job, Marla? Yes. Okay. And we were we were talking about how to have this effortless effort that we look for in everything. How to go about finding a job, but do it do it in that manner. What that would mean. What that would look like in real life. So I asked last week that anyone that wanted to do any research, find any uh, quotes, you know, go to the great Google and look or, you know, the Tao Te Ching or anywhere, any books, any, you know, and see what they found. So uh, I think we all brought a few quotes maybe just to, to discuss and just to see. So who would like to begin? Craig, is your time limited? Are you better to go now or go later? I know you're having to work during this thing. Well, he's working, so we'll go. We'll go with someone first. Who would like to start? Uh, Kate, you want to start? Yeah, okay. I can start.
1: Okay, so my first one is from the second chapter of the Tao Te Ching. Okay, so it starts with things arise, and she lets them come. Things disappear, and she lets them go. I think. I think it's from the second. Yep, it's right at the bottom here. Things arise and she lets them come. Things disappear and she lets them go. She has but doesn't possess. Acts but doesn't expect. So I thought that was kind of like acceptance of change. Letting things come and go. And... Going to the effort of, like, looking for a job and so acting and doing, going to that work and doing that, but not having expectations about it.
0: Okay. So she acts without expectation. You know, that's a big, in this, that's everywhere, you know, is this acting without expectation. Um. Letting go of the expectation. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I mean, you know, I mean, I'm actually in the middle of all this because <laughs> the topic came up because I'm looking for a job. Um. Oh my goodness, I just lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. I'm menopausal. Um, I had a good interview the other day. Excellent. And is that a side buddy? And. I'm trying to live right now without having any attachment to getting a second interview or no, uh, I'm not fantasizing working with them or anything like that that I used to do. And and I'm not praying to some God either to, you know, please, 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 you know, get me this job. None of that this time. So I I just wanted to interject that in there.
0: You, You know, Marla, it has to really, for me, it, it if if i don't believe things are working out like they're supposed to i can't do this because if things are not if there's not a force if there's not a steady force behind everything working the whole thing out like it's supposed to be then i'm going to try to take control and make it work the way i want it yeah so I really have to have a deep confidence that I'm going to find the job I'm supposed to have if I'm in that situation.
2: You know, I'm moving into that space. It's very. It's. It feels right.
0: Yes. <laughs> it's doing what's natural, right? I guess so. I guess so. Yeah. Who would have thought? Yeah. Finally, (laughs) about time. (laughs) What's your next one there, Kate?
1: Okay, so the next one is from the eighth chapter. Okay. And it says, this is from the second translation, when you are content to be simply yourself and don't compare or compete everybody will respect you. I was thinking about that, you know, being true to yourself and not worrying about whether, about what other people you're up against. Because I think when I was applying for jobs, I was really concerned about, you know, who I would be competing against. And I, it makes me kind of insecure when I'm trying to sell myself, you know, like I'm good you should hire me, Mm -hmm, mm
3: -hmm.
1: you know, it's like, oh, am I really good enough? Am I (laughs) as good as the other employees or the other applicants, you know? (laughs) So this one made me think, like, don't compare or compete, you know, be content to be simply yourself. I thought that was really good kind of advice. Yeah, (laughs) definitely.
0: (laughs) So there's a – the only way I can – again, the only way I can be content to be myself is if I'm comfortable that everything is as it should be. I keep going back to that
2: Mm -hmm.
0: because if I don't believe that, how can I be content? Because I'm always pushing, forcing. Right. You know?
2: Yeah, that's the woo way.
0: Yeah, yeah. Forced. this is it. This is it. And, and the way you're content, I think the way you become content is just, just being yourself, just doing what comes natural, not trying to put on airs, not trying to – I mean, I've been in jobs. I've been in things where, you know, you have to – you think you have to push. You have to, you know, you have to make yourself look better than this person or that person or the whole – You know, that whole thing, that whole game that goes with that, you know. Mm. And uh,
1: you just drive yourself crazy thinking that way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So when you go for an interview, Marla. Pardon me? So when you go for an interview. Yeah. Um, This would mean you would need to be honest about your experience. And how long you have, like if you're doing a yoga interview, right? You're going for yoga jobs? Is that what you're doing?
2: Uh, actually, no. This is a job in a, um, furniture, interior design. Oh, really? Oh, cool. That's what I was before.
0: Okay. Well, let's say that. You're not going to lie about how many years of experience you've had or, or or paint a picture that is not a true picture of of who you are or, or what you've done, um, um, and you're going to try not to compare or compete in the uh, in the process. You're just going to share who you are.
2: I'm going to try. Yeah, you know
0: that's what this is saying. I think you know if yeah. you were if you were looking at this, you know. Any other comments, anybody? chime in anyone oh, chime in if you want to no big deal yeah i mean anytime can you hear me
2: yeah
3: excellent right. um i've left my notes at home but just what buddy was saying there about um about not about just being honest and being being yourself Um, sometimes a lot of these companies like people that don't have any experience um, because they don't have any bad habits that they try iron out. I know, I know we do as an employer that we prefer people that have no knowledge of what we actually do. Um, that way we can teach them our bad habits rather than
0: bringing them... Speak up a little in. bit for us, Craig.
3: Right. As, as employers, we like people to have new experience because we can teach them our bad habits without them bringing their own bad habits into the fold as well.
2: You're talking about right. bring, bringing in bad habits?
0: What he was saying was that uh, as an employer with the the business he works for, they like uh, hiring people that are fresh that uh, that they don't already have bad habits of the work that they can train them the way they want them to be trained.
2: Yeah, that's ageism. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean
0: to get political, but. <laughs> no, That's okay. Yeah, please don't, Laura. Not not already. We're not even 15 minutes in. <laughs> <No>. Come on. <laughs> okay. Who else? Anybody else got something, or we need to go on to Kate's next quote? Let's go on. Yes, do it. Kate?
1: Okay, the next one is from Chapter 9, and it's um, right at the end. Do your work. Then step back, the only path to serenity. And I thought that could be applied in terms of applying for a job, you know, having an element of detachment to it. So you're not just thinking about it all the time and kind of obsessing over it, just kind of focusing on it, doing it. And then stepping back.
0: I like the way the, the last one says it. Do what you have to do, then walk away. Anything else will drive you. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. So we're seeing detachment. We're seeing letting go. We're seeing put in the application, then okay. letting go. Yeah. Okay. All right.
2: It is a path to serenity. I mean, my mind's not going in a million different directions. It's yeah. great.
0: Kate, you have got any more?
1: So the next thing I was thinking about was, like, the entire chapter 11, which is, you know, the thing about the emptiness. So it's all about, you know, we join spokes together in a wheel, but it is the center hole that makes the wagon move. We shape clay into a pot, but it is the emptiness inside size that holds whatever we want. We hammer wood for a house, but it is the inner space that makes it livable. We work with being, but non-being is what we use. So, you know, you look for a job. You go about that effort like joining spokes or hammering wood. But the overall, like, goal is trying to find that emptiness or non-being, you know, in life. Um, So kind of like the philosophy of life, even though we're doing this work. I don't know. What do other people think about that one in terms of work?
2: It all works. All of these apply. Yeah. All of them apply.
0: For me, I have to – the goal seems to be to find emptiness, to leave room in whatever it is that I'm doing. If I'm – and that reminds me of a beatitude that says that when we find ourselves full of care, we'll be cared for. That's creating emptiness because I've surrendered in that. And I think surrendering in the the process of finding a job can create some emptiness. Even like we've talked before in meditation, the point is to create it. It seems everything that I do, the ultimate goal is to create emptiness. No matter what it is that I'm doing meditation, I create emptiness and you know, we're doing this book study on letting go. It's about, creating emptiness. It's about letting go. It's about you getting out of the way and surrendering. So yeah, this this emptiness is a major part of what we have to uh part of our whole practice. Just look at um if you if you follow a twelve step program, the the first three steps are about being powerless and turning your will and your life over to the care of a higher power and and that is creating emptiness. So yeah. That's that's spot on. So I guess the question would be, if I'm looking for a job and I have a particular application I'm putting in, how do I create emptiness in that? Or how do I create emptiness when I'm starting to look and I don't even have anywhere to put in an application? Well, for me, that would be um, me spending some time in meditation and prayer in reminding myself and my higher power that I am powerless over finding the right job, that uh, I have to turn my care in my life pertaining to my job and finding this job over to my higher power. I have to surrender that, that whole process. For me, that would be the first step of creating some emptiness there.
2: Yeah. Step one.
0: Yeah. One, two and three, Marla the whole thing, all three, right right together, you know, Um, that's how I would approach it, anyone else have a comment on that, okay, we'll continue then, Uh, what, um, guys, y'all don't have to comment, I know this gets heavy, so don't, you don't have to say a word, I'm not going to call on you, okay, I'll call on Craig and Kate, because we're here every week, but New folks, I will not do that to you, so don't worry about that. You're welcome just to listen, and if you got something, chime in. Uh, Kate, what else do you have? You ready? That's, a,
1: that's what I have.
0: Oh, that's, that's a lot. Thank you.
1: That, yeah, that was meaty.
0: Really good. Okay, who's next? You got? You wanna go with yours, Marla?
2: I brought. I found a few quotes this morning. Um,
0: Oh, hey, Kirsty, How are you? I didn't see you there.
2: Hi. I'm okay. Thank
0: you, buddy. We're, we're discussing Wu Wei, effortless effort. Yeah. Uh, Marla's looking for a job, and we're talking about all the ways to apply the things that we've been learning in the process of her finding employment. <laughs> so, very practical today. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to be anyway. Um, We're
2: talking about detaching from, not the process, but detaching from the end result. Mm
0: -hmm. And finding emptiness. Yeah. Emptiness in that and how to leave room for our higher power to have room to do some action in that. You know, how we do that, the mechanics of it, really. I'm sorry, Marla, go ahead. I interrupt.
2: the first one I found, it's just one, I just looked for quotes this morning. Act without action. I had to think about that one for a minute. Um, that's the whole, that's the question is how do I go about, you know, the mechanics of it, looking, actually physically looking and finding without, without um, going crazy, without being attached to the end result. Um, the next one is those who act will fail. Those who seize will lose. He, the sage wants all things to follow their own nature, but dares not act. The sage does not act and therefore does not fail, does not seize and therefore does not lose. So that to me says, um, it, it looks like it says to me don't don't do anything don't do anything <laughs> so and and it will come you know t- just let let the universe take care of you i've heard that a lot um and i wondered how you do that without action and this is saying act without action
0: I think it's the same as effortless effort, okay? It's still effort. Mm -hmm. It's just in an effortless way. It's in a natural, non-forced, non-pushed way. Um, Maybe, and this is a phrase, uh, the effort is trusting you're doing the right thing rather than force or push to get what you want. That's a big one as well. Trust. You know, talking about, that's what you're saying though, action and non-action. Yeah. Maybe there's action. It's just like if you go to a meeting and they say it works if you work it. And I heard that and I was like, what the fuck are they talking about? I'm working it, but it's not working. You know, what am I doing wrong? You know,
2: <laughs> that line.
0: and, you know, and I'm like, what does that mean? You know? So that's the same with this effortless effort business, you know? We I get hung up on the effortless part because I want everything to be effortless. And I because. forget about the effort part. <laughs> it's, <Definitely>. it's both.
2: <laughs> you know, trust the universe. It'll come for you. Yeah, yeah. And lay back and do nothing.
0: No, um, we have some work, though, you know. <laughs> oh, yes. And we can't lay down on the couch and watch, uh, you know, uh, Melrose Place reruns and uh, mm. and, you know, just – Wait on it to come to us, you know. I mean, don't we have something to do more than that, you know? Of course, we have to do our work. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Go, go ahead with your next one. I'll I'll chime in. Well, no,
2: that was about where I left off. Okay. So it was it was. I've been in it all week, and I want to. I just wanted to discuss it a little bit more so I could, start, sure. you know, moving out of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. Is that all you Do you have anything else?
2: Yeah, no, not this morning.
0: Okay, cool. Um, Craig, do you have, you have anything? Being you forgot your notes. There you go. I'm
3: just, look, I'm just looking up my dow at the moment. Okay. Um, I was reminded of the, um, just a couple of comments that have been said. I've reminded about a couple of verses that we've spoken about already. Um, one was um, if you keep your feet on the ground, you don't. Come off balance, or something, something along those lines, um, and it could be the same with if you're putting out too many applications and you're overselling yourself. Sometimes you can come across as overqualified for some of the jobs that you're doing. Um, I think sometimes if we build ourselves up too much, we kind of let ourselves in for a bigger fall. And it's the same if we think um, if we get into the mindset of I've got this job until I don't have it. Um, you're kind of building yourself up but you are also prepared for the fact that, that um there's something at the back of it that possibly you won't get the job. So you're not as deflated going forward. So you've still got that you've still got that constant um that constant level of applying for things, going for the interviews and um hopefully getting the job. But at the same time if we don't get the job then, you know, our ego's not that deflated that It puts us off actually doing anything else. Um so it keeps us it keeps us in the cycle of actually doing things. Um, the other thing was the 10,000 chariots. I can't get that out of my head from, from the other week. Um, just letting things run away with us and not, not keeping a, not keeping our hands and uh, our eyes on things that are starting to run away. Um, it's always good to follow up on things, but at the same time, it's always good to do it in a way that you're not you're not pushing yourself onto people, you're not pressing your, your will and your way onto other people, uh, more particularly if you're trying to get a job because that can put some people off. Um, there's a difference between being keen and
0: being... Um,
3: <laughs> to assertive.
0: So you're, that was, uh, Lala had that, didn't she? Under that was 2, right. Chariots.
3: Yep, it was there. Uh, yep. yep.
0: What, it was what, the, um, explain, do you remember it exactly what she, had, what
3: you remember from that? Well, what, what I remember from it was, um, in the day we talk about the 10,000, which is everything. Everything is described as the 10,000. Um, what we were discussing a couple of weeks ago was there was um, references to chariots and 10,000 chariots. Rather than, 10, uh, rather than just the 10,000. So uh, what Lara put the, put the analogy to was, is rather than having these 10,000 things all in one place, if you imagine them as chariots, and these things are all running away with you. So you're trying to keep up with this, you're trying to keep up with that. Um, and it's very, difficult, it's very difficult if you're not concentrating on what you're doing. Um, so if you're letting your mind wander, taking your eye off the prize, um, sometimes things will run away with you. Um, and I think, just to bring it back to, to recovery... If we don't concentrate on what we're doing, then basically you're recovering. Your program's going to run away from you. Um, so I think it's good to keep keep things simple, keep things basic, and just be organized. Um, says the most
0: disorganized man in the world. <laughs> in Scotland. Don't take the world. Just Scotland, Craig. Yeah. All right, Scotland. All right, <laughs> keep with Scotland. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. you're, you're talking about over over doing, which is a really good point.
3: Yeah. Um
2: my age is not with me, you know, because the fact that I'm in my fifties is is not a bonus. It's a negative.
3: Well there's the there's the bonus that you have experience. You have um see I, I tend to get caught in this cycle of um education versus experience. Um and I think we've spoke about this in, in a dire reference as well. Um a lot of people say right, you need the education. And then some employees will say, right, well, you need the experience. Um, and I think that you can have as many letters after your name as you want. But I think until you've actually got the experience of what you're actually doing, um, I think that counts a lot more than a bit of paper with no experience does. Um, I think it really depends on the type of job that you're going for. Um, obviously, if you're going for a brain surgeon, it helps to know what you're doing.
2: <laughs> Trust me I'm not
3: sometimes um the um i've got one from um from verse 17 that's, that's just front of mind um the best leaders value their words and use them sparingly and when she has accomplished her task the people say amazing we did it all by ourselves so we've done we've done everything ourselves. we've done all the work herself we've not relied on to the external forces. We'll basically just put ourselves forward. We'll put the applications in. We're being honest. we have been up front. We are where we are, and we get the job. And that's it. Job done. Then you're going to be a multi-millionaire, and you're going to remember us all.
0: You know, I, I think about it like uh, throwing dice. You rattle, you throw them, and when you let those go, From that point on, you really have no control over what happens, okay? And a lot of this is the same kind of thing, you know, is that we have our work to do, we do our part, and then we're done with it. I don't try to grab them or or when they hit the ground, you know, change them around to something I want. You know, I can't do that, you know. So I've got to just let that go. Uh, Same kind of thing with this. We have to be patient for the natural outcome as well. You know, I remember a quote, the lot is cast, but every decision is from the Lord. It's an Old Testament proverb. So, you know, the lot is the, you know, if they're whatever dice or whatever it is they're doing, you know, but, but the outcome, you know, we have to have some trust that when we let go of something that it's going to work out like it needs to work out. You know, um, exactly. You else, Craig, or do you ready for me?
3: Do you have the patience to wait till your mud settles and the water is clear? Can you remain unmoving till the right action arises by itself So, so do you have the patience to put in the applications go for the interviews and just wait for the right job to or for you to take the right job but that's that's how I would look at it. I'm doing you the favor by coming to work for you at least that's what I tell my employers and tell them that
0: Another one of my favorites that apply to, apply to all of us really. Stop thinking and end your problems.
2: Yeah, that should just <laughs> that should be tattooed. <laughs> <laughs> That's like you see it every morning. Yeah.
0: Uh, okay, I've got a couple of things. Uh, when I started thinking about this, I thought about that uh, a couple of questions I needed to ask myself. One: Do I believe it takes push or force on my part? to bring about the job i am looking for two do i believe my god has a job or a purpose for my life if so am i living in that purpose if not why third do i believe everything is as it should be if if i can't let go of those three questions you know you know if i believe i'm in control of any of those three i I can't be at peace and looking for a job. I'm going to push, push, push. Now, I was thinking about what tools I use to get to that place of, you know, being in comfort and ease no matter what was going on around me, you know, whether everything was the way I thought it should be or not or, you know, and more than just job, you know, and relationships and family and everything. big tool I use is gratitude. You know, I can look back. You know, I make specific uh, gratitude lists for different things. You know, if it's financial, I'll make a financial gratitude list of the way I can see my higher powers brought me through stuff that I thought was a problem at the time, but looking back, it was no problem at all. You know, um, same with relationships, all these things. And gratitude is a huge tool for me because it doesn't take, you know, it takes faith to believe that things are working out like they should be. You know, I mean you have to have a, a level of faith for that, a level of belief. But you gratitude doesn't take belief. Because gratitude you can look back and see it. That's how I that's how I look at that. Uh that's always
2: I'm, number one tool
0: to use. Yeah. yeah. Right. The other tool I thought thought of was helping someone else find a job or praying for someone else who is looking for a job and trying to implement some service into that. I find that as long, you know, if I, if, if I take that approach of uh, of being of service, of being of help, it usually works out for me. Um, I got a couple of Zig Ziglar quotes that apply. <laughs> I looked, I looked outside of the Tao. I've got a bunch of Tao stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but I looked outside of the Tao because I said, you know, this is not something that's just unique to the Tao. This is a oh. spiritual principle. That's in any kind of pra- spiritual practice if we look in the right places. I like this one. He said that if you go looking for a friend, you're going to find they're scarce. If you go out to be a friend, you'll find them everywhere. <laughs> you could apply that same thing. Thanks, Craig. Talk to you later. We, you can apply the same thing to um, to a job. What if you went in? And your attitude was not, what can I get from this company? Or what can this company do for me? What if your attitude was, what can I do for them? Exactly. How can I help this company?
2: Yeah, that's was kind of how I was trying to approach the interview. It was, I think I can help you guys out, That that approach.
0: Yes. I think that is the effort that we need to put out, Marla. That is our part. You know, we have a part, and and I think our part is looking to how we can add to the flow of life instead of take away from the flow of life. And whatever it is we're talking about, if we're talking about a job or relationship or whatever it is. It's it's adding to is where the life is, not the taking, not not the getting, not the cat clawing. You know. Um if you then you know Zig Ziglar's classic quote that I remembered was, you'll get all you want in life if you help enough other people get what they want. That's that's the dial. (laughs) I mean, that's any of those things you want to put a tag on it, it's that, you know. And uh, that's when I wrote that uh, the effort is trusting you're doing the right thing rather than the force or push to get what you want. Yeah. It's, it's, it's doing what's in front of you to do, the right thing to do, leaving the outcome to your higher power in whatever it is that you're doing. If you're job hunting, okay, who can I help today looking for a job? What companies can I help? What people can I encourage? What? How can I be a source of encouragement instead of a, a, a suck on everybody around me? You know, <laughs> because I'm not happy. You know. <laughs> oh. Do uh, <laughs> what, Marla?
2: Nothing. You just hit a note. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but uh, then I was thinking about. A promise in the Tao, like that we could really hold on to, like like we hear these promises, like the promises that we read in the big book or whatever, you know. Uh, and I thought about the one I like on opening yourself to the Tao, trust your natural responses, and everything will fall into place. That's the 23rd chapter. And that is a real promise, so our part in that would be to just open ourselves up to the doubt. So for me, that would be surrender. That would be offering the moment as a sacrifice, as an offering. It would be letting go. All those things that we learned in our first three steps, you know, mm-hmm. um, being powerless. And the way I can be powerless if I don't know what to do, I encourage somebody else. Until I see something to do, and then I see that natural thing in front of me to do, and then I can do it. You know, I think that we're a lot of times. I was so used to not doing the next right thing or the thing that was natural that I never saw it because I wasn't looking for it. Uh, And it took a while before I started seeing those things because I'd push right past it. You know, like the guy that was in the flood that uh, they came along and offered to to rescue him he says no i prayed and god's going to rescue me
3: Mm -hmm. and he ended
0: up dying and people kept coming by wanting to help him and and, you know when he the story is you know when he got to heaven he asked why didn't you rescue me he said i did i sent three people by to get you (laughs) you know that kind of thing you know so and i think a lot of times we're i'm the same way i know that i don't see the lifeboat you know I'll just ignore it because in my little thinking, I've got this box that has this, these things have to work within. And if it's not working within my box, then I don't see it. So I, I think that's the emptiness part, could be, where we really have to learn to be open-minded, uh, be be willing to see things differently than what we've seen them before. Any comments
4: I think the uh willingness to see things differently than we've seen them before is really good uh advice and it's something that we really have to do but it's also something that is a real struggle um uh, for me I'm barely new in recovery but it's uh something I try to be mindful of every day and like try to expand my horizons as far as my thinking and I have to consciously tell myself hey like see it look at it a different way or else i'll see my negative thinking that i'm used to i'll fall back to that and change it completely my perspective will just run off with it but whenever i am mindful of how i another uh way to look at it is whenever i see it clearly and i can move past it because if not i can get stuck on something and see it one way and and i can't see it any other way but that way until i open up my mind to think okay that's not the only way you can look at this. So a lot of times I try to look at a different side of uh, things, and it helps me a lot.
0: Thanks, Tori, That's good. Um, that was hard for me because when I came into recovery, I had everything figured out, you know. I don't know why I was here. I just couldn't stop drinking. But everything else I had figured out, you asked me, I had an answer for everything. I'd, You know, I'd been the most successful person in my family. You know, I had things. Why would I listen to anyone? I have it figured out, but I couldn't stop drinking. <laughs> then I realized I had very little figured out. <laughs> uh, very little. So remaining, you know, one thing that helps me to be open-minded is to have, uh, I have a sponsor. I, I, I'm in AA and I have a sponsor, but I'll run things by him. Sometimes I'll run things by my wife, um, by other friends. Because if I have something i'm thinking about doing, I need to vo- i need to verbalize it I need to get that out instead of keeping it all in my head, so that really helps me to see what thoughts that I'm having that are really um just crap and ones that are you know have some validity to them you know that's good thank you Anyone else i um, oh, I
5: don't mind chiming in um, my um it it's i will uh, i i'll i'll try and keep it short um and with regard to the job applications um the last the last job actually i applied for was six years ago and and i um i was i was in recovery um i was attending meetings although not not frequently um and And I think actually it's one of the, it's one of the areas of my life that I was able to apply faith and the ability to let go to. And that, and I don't know whether that was connected to the fact that I was an arrogant twat that believed a lot, believed in myself too much, but you know, I did the groundwork, I did my resume, I sent it out to the right people um, and, and, and I got a few interviews. And, and a bit like you say, it wasn't a case of going in and saying, right, you need me. It was to say, right, okay, well, what can I do for you? Um, in those situations and also in, in deciding where to put the application, it was I trusted my instinct and I went. I went. I attended several interviews um, where I came out, and I just thought, well, even if they offered me the job, I know it's not the right thing. Um, and it was the the feeling, just that gut feeling, um, that it just wasn't the right fit. Um, the rest of my life was absolute chaos. Um, I was a workaholic. Um, you know, I was climbing the ladder. And and I mean, eventually, I did. I found something that was the right fit. Seemed like the right thing to do. Um, and ironically, um, led to my breakdown and my relapse.
2: Now, think of
5: that, what you will. <laughs> um, but now, um, you know, I'm an agnostic in all of this. I don't. I trusted my instinct with regard to um, actually going for the job, um, but when I got there, it was purely a case. It was just constant imposter syndrome, um, constant grasping, constant Jesus, why am I here? It taught me kind of when I my, um, my the cracks were showing.
2: Um, and And in those cracks, then
5: they opened further when I stopped going to meetings, um, you know I wasn't doing recovery action. I was um, putting everything into this job that I thought I was meant to be doing. but actually, I don't know maybe it was a path to me unraveling um, and and it led it led me to um, the relapse on drugs and then ultimately alcohol um, and and now my job um if you know as as many people call it that is is as a wife and a mother because because of my health because my mental health because of my physical health that's that's what i am at the moment and and you know, in talking about going for jobs and going for interviews. Now, I can help. I can provide advice based on my own experience in how to go about going to get a job. Um, and I've done that with members of my family. I've done that with friends. I help people with resumes. You know, I'm one of these. I am one of these people with very little experience with the letters after my name. And do you know what? For me, they now mean fuck all because. I know that I can walk into somewhere and say, well, I've got this, 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 and this this letter after my name. But for me, they don't hold anything anymore. They used to for my ego, mm-hmm. um, but actually I would rather be authentic to myself rather than rely on my high-profile education when that's not actually authentically who I am. Um, and, and, that, and that really is, is the truth to kind of bringing me to where I am now um, and, it's, and it's the idea of kind of being stripped down through that process I've been stripped down to the bare bones of kind of what is me what is the self um, you know reducing the ego and, and actually dealing with a lot of shit, um, and, um, and it's really hard, um, really, 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 really hard, because I, I hid behind work, um, I'm kind of the poster girl for how not to do it, to not to do employment, um, because I hid behind it for, um, 10 years, for, well, the first 10 years of my sobriety, and, um, and it ruled my life. Um and and not having it now, not having that crutch now, not having the drugs, not having the day alcohol, not having the work and all of those things that people have been saying, you know, apply as much to me as a as a new as a new mother, albeit of a thirteen and a nine year old, um, and um and somebody looking after a house and being a wife, where I was a senior exec of a you know a 30 year old senior exec yeah okay there you go that's a that's a you know contradiction in terms you know letters versus experience there's no way I should have been in that position it's it's very eye opening and there's a number of times where you know where Kate read something out and and Marla buddy read something out and I'm, I'm literally getting a lump in my throat because I'm like going I just yeah I can apply that to now as much
0: as I can anything um, that when I was looking for a job. Thanks. Thanks You know, that's why I like studying the DAOs because it is so applicable no matter where we're at in our recovery or in our life that we can, you know, it speaks to us. I've got a quote here. I want to talk about from chapter 63. I put it in the chat. It says that, when she runs into, di- into a difficulty, talking about the sage, the wise person, she stops and gives herself to it. That whole chapter actually is good with this. Uh, We've got about 10 minutes left, so I'm not going to read it. But she runs into difficulty. When she does any difficulty, she stops and gives herself to it. It's the surrender that we're talking about. It's the letting go is that she quits fighting. How many times, what? Cease fighting anything and anyone. Let's see what else I had. Oh, I heard this in an AA meeting the other day. Claire B., she said, go where you're being pushed. I'm like, wow, that's good. I've never heard that before. (laughs) I'm sure it's been said, you know, go where you're being pushed. I said, "That's that's got to be now somewhere. She said, you know, I had to learn to just go where I'm being pushed. I'm like, wow. I resist where I'm being pushed so much I don't even realize it a lot of times, you know. I mean, and it can be just that simple. You know, maybe, you know, when I was taught to start looking for what I wanted to do in life as far as work goes, to sit down, this is way before meditation or anything sit down, take a legal pad and start writing what I want to do, what I like, what I enjoy, get down past, you know, what my mother told me I should do or what I saw popular people do or what I saw that was somebody told me would make me a lot of money and keep working it down until I got to what I really enjoyed and what I really get down to those natural things. So, um, but I thought this was interesting. I have not found that phrase another way in, and other dow stuff but she says runs into difficulty she gives herself to it uh claire says that you go where you're being pushed uh, here's a chuck c quote if you're about your father's business he will be about our business sounds Taoist to me from the letting go book hawkins says in the ford surrendering and living effortlessly are very closely related to surrender or live effortlessly, I must believe there is a plan in place that is happening of its own accord without my assistance. i got to believe there's a plan in place happening of its own accord without my assistance. Well, we, we saw in the Tao that if we open ourselves up, do what's natural, everything's going to fall into place. Yeah, trust the universe. Yes, exactly, Marla, exactly. Uh, just do the next right thing. How many times have I heard that? <laughs> I could have taken what I heard in the first year of recovery if I had just listened to it and did it. But I, I need to keep hearing it over and over and over again, you know?
2: Mm-hmm. Women have such bullshit in their heads. You know, <laughs> you know as you know, um, not only do we have an imposter syndrome, not only do I, in my experience, have an imposter syndrome, I I was you know, I was always trying to be somebody else according to who they wanted me to be. So, you know, I had to I have to really work out of that. That's part of the balance of trusting the universe and you know, how do I find my authenticity? Is you know, I gotta get rid of all this bullshit that I thought I should be or, or I'm not, think I'm not, and get rid of it, you know. This is, this is, oh my goodness, big letting
0: go. Yeah. Yeah. Huge
2: letting go. And it's a
0: process, Marla. It's a process. We, and we get, we start where we're at. You eat that elephant one bite at a time, you know, and you let go of what's in front of you to let go. I can't let go of everything that there is at once, but I let go of what's in front of me in the moment.
2: Mm-hmm. I
0: narrow it back down to now in this very moment, let go of what's in front of me. Do the next right thing. Let go. Do the next right thing. Keep it right here, not out here. You know? I want to read a quote from the big book, which I found that is really effortless effort. It's on page 6263. It's talking about the third step. It says, this is the how and why of it. First of all, we had to quit playing God. It didn't work. Next, We decided there, hereafter, in this drama of life, God was going to be our director. He is the principal. We are his agents. He is the father. We are his children. Most good ideas are simple, and this concept was the keystone of the new and triumphant arch through which we passed to freedom. When we sincerely took such a position, all sorts of remarkable things followed that we quit playing God. Let God be God and buddy be buddy, you know? We had a new employer. Being all-powerful, he provided what we needed. If we kept close to him and performed his work well, established on such a footing, we became less and less interested in ourselves, our little plans and designs. More and more, we became interested in seeing what we could contribute to life. As we felt new power flow in, as we enjoyed peace of mind, As we discovered we could face life successfully, as we became conscious of his presence, we began to lose our fear, our fear of today, tomorrow, and the hereafter. We were reborn. So for me, the result of not playing God, letting God be God, me be the child, is I start losing my fear of all this. That's what he said wasn't that everything was wonderful everything was what rainbows and unicorns you know wasn't that Mm -mm. you know (laughs) it was that we lost our fear so it didn't matter because we lose our fear it doesn't matter what fuck's going on we can face anything that's the gift that's the gift
2: yeah
0: Hmm. man that's good anything else before we close Okay, well, you guys have a great week. Hope to see y'all next week. You got anything, Dottori? Good luck, Marla, on your job search. Thank you guys for the meeting.
2: Well, thank you guys so much. Thank
0: keep, you. Keep us, keep us up to date, Marla. Let us know how it comes. Yeah, thank you. Y'all have a great week. Hello, this is Buddy C. I wanted to make you aware of several recovery-related resources that I've posted in the episode description. These resources include a list of recovery podcasts, a free sober meditation app, daily recovery email, shared Google recovery calendars. Hope you put some of these resources to use and have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Tao of Our Understanding recovery podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends in recovery.